yo, 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 it's your boy, preacher boy, and I pray that y'all are having a blessed day, I pray that the Lord is using you in every aspect of your lives, today is Friday, y'all, so y'all know what that means, we are back with another episode here on Chats with Preacher Boy, but before we tap into what we got for this week and the new series that we're starting off, we gotta open up with a little word of prayer. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we come before you again, dear God. We thank you for another day, dear God. A day that wasn't promised, but you saw fit to bless us with, dear God. God, we ask that you have your way on this on this week, dear God, and on this episode, dear God. Allow something that, to be said that resonates on the heart of your people, dear God. Dear God, in the midst of all that, God, we want to thank you for what you've done on this week, dear God. We thank you for bringing us through another work week, another school week. Whatever week we may have had, we thank you for bringing us through, dear God. We thank you for protecting us and yet showing that you are God Almighty, dear God. So God, have your way in our lives, dear God. Continue to open those doors that we desire and that are in your perfect will and close those doors that are causing hindrances and obstacles in our lives, dear God. We ask that you have your way in our lives like never before. And if there's anything that can hinder this prayer, we ask that you forgive us now. It's in your son Jesus' name that I pray. Amen and amen. Like I said, y'all, we are back with another episode here on Chats with Preacher Boy. A couple updates, man. Number one, as you can see, I am back in Germany, back in my home after a good vacation, good, well-needed vacation back home to Texas to be around family and just to be away from um, Europe uh, amidst all the lockdown restrictions and whatnot. And then on top of that, your boy didn't got a new cut, you feel me? Um, a lot of people have been asking me, what in the world were you thinking? Why did you cut your head, cut your hair off your head, man? You look weird, you look this, blah, blah, blah. There was a lot of reasons why I did it. Number one, um, I'm in a detox phase right now in my life. And not just naturally, but also spiritually. And I, and I felt like I needed to start from from the head all the way down. And so I literally removed every bit of um, weights and hindrances that I feel like I needed to remove and that needed to be removed out of my life. And so I just wanted to start fresh. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to start start over and there's nothing wrong. You know what I'm saying? I looked at myself in the mirror this morning and even yesterday, like, eh, it's not that bad. It's not that serious. I could do it again if I really want to. You know what I'm saying? But um, on top of that, and the last reason, um, I've been considering growing back out my waves and killing the wave game again, you know what I'm saying? Something slight, but nevertheless, uh, <laughs> let's tap into this week. So we're starting a new series to God be the glory, and it is called How Do You Feel About the Church? The Christian Church at that. And the purpose behind this series, we're going to get more in depth about it, but just a, a, little, a little glimpse is to show how the world views the church and what they see, how how they see it from their foxhole or their perspective and how they analyze us and how they see us on the day-to-day basis. Are they seeing um, us be unified? Are they seeing us be the light of the world? Are they seeing us um, showing love to them? Do, do they see us exemplifying what Christ tells us to uh, represent on a day-to-day basis? Or do they see us acting just like every other person out in the world not showing any change not being in any, any example and just causing more havoc and not um producing any solutions to any problems um so that's the point of that's 
just a little essence of of why we're doing this series and we're gonna have we're gonna hear from different people from tattoo artists to barbers atheists um people from different religions um some people from the lgbtq community um black lives matter supporters all live matter supporters we're gonna hear from different perspectives um of different people so that we can truly get an understanding of how they feel about the church and it's not to bash the church it's not to belittle the church by any means necessary no the whole point is to shed some light to see if we're really doing what god called us to do and are we really showing in our lifestyles um what god wants us to be like so nevertheless let's tap into a more in-depth um understanding of why we're doing this series so number one the key verse that i'm going to read for you all if you have a bible open it up for me go ahead and tap in on your tablet if you can or if you're streaming this right now on your phone or on your tablet the scripture is going to be up here for you like i always do nothing changes matthew is we're coming out of matthew the fifth chapter um, verses 13 through 16 and i'm reading from the amplify version and it reads this you are the salt of the earth but if the salt has lost its taste or its purpose how can it be made salty it is no longer good for anything but to be thrown out and walked on by people when the walkaways are wet and slippery you are the light of christ to the world a city set on a hill cannot be hidden nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. May God be a blessing to the readers, hearers, and doers of his most holy word. So off rip, I'm not gonna be before y'all long. I'm gonna get straight to the point because I'm telling you, next week when we hear the very first perspective of someone I'm telling you, we going up from there. So there are three things that I'm going to touch on that the church should be embodying, that the church should be embodying on a day-to-day basis. This is what they should be representing. This is what you should see every time you see someone who is in the church and they're proclaiming and saying, hey, I live for Christ. I do this, blah, 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 right? Number one, they should be showing um, and, and expressing them being they should be the salt and the light of the world and what i mean by that is that number one as the salt they should be adding a flavor they should be adding some substance to the world because the world we live in 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 comparison to what the scripture is saying is it's pretty pretty bland pretty you know what i'm saying pretty basic and as us believers we should be adding some flavor to that now what it was saying in the first part of the scripture is if the salt loses its taste, what purpose does it have? It doesn't have any purpose but to be thrown out and people to be walking all over it. So it's a waste, right? And then to be the light of the world, right? To be the light, people should be seeing you in the midst of everything. They should see the Christ inside of you in all circumstances, good, bad, and different, right? So if you're in a room and everything just seems so negative, everything seems so down and so depressing, if you have the love of God that you proudly proclaim all the time, right, and you walk in that room, 
something should change something should snap something should light up it should it should literally be like a light bulb like somebody just flipped the switch they should feel something when you walk in the room because there's change in you and because there's change in you and god is inside of you that should illuminate the room illuminate the room that you walk in so number one salt in the light that's the first thing that people in the church and the church should be representing number two unity i'm going to read to you first corinthians 12 verses 12 and 14 it says for as the body is one and hath many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body so also is christ for the body is not one member but many so with this verse a lot of people fail to realize that unity is a very important thing when it comes to the church we have to be unified how can we be in the business of living for christ but yet we're all we're all excuse me we're always walking in disagreement we're never we can never agree on anything we can never get the mission done um, we always have our hidden agendas we have our hidden motives and we're doing our own thing how can we say we are of God and we live for God and we're doing all this stuff for Christ and whatnot and we're not unified this is this is what the scripture is basically saying is that one there's one body for sure, but in that one body, there are many members. So everybody has a specific job that they have to do, but at the end of the day, we're all a part of what? One body. So regardless of what your job is, your job should be at the end of the day, helping this one body move and operate how it should be. The moment when that one of the members in that one body start to get beside themselves and do, they own, do their own thing, the body can now not operate the way it's supposed to move so number two is unity number one we had being the salt and light of the world and then number two we have unity now the last one is probably my my favorite one out of all of them right it is unconditional love i'm gonna say that again unconditional love and i'm gonna read from you first peter 4 and 8. I'm going to read from the King James Version, and then I'm going to read from the Amplified Version for this verse in particular. And it reads, And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Now the Amplified Version reads this, Above all, have fervent and unfailing love for one another, because love covers a multitude of sins. It overlooks unkindness and unselfishly seeks the best for others unconditional love number three this is that love that even though i know you're not living a lifestyle that doesn't match up with mine or, or the word of god which i'm professing in my life that's not gonna change how i love you as a person see a lot of times what people fail to realize in in the church is that we are to love the person hate the sin but sometimes we have that confused and we hate the person and the sin so now we're shunning the people away because of the lifestyle that they choose to live and that ought not be see as the church we should be embodying these three things being the salt light we should be unified and then showing unconditional love to people unconditional love is is that killer for most of us because a lot of times we're hating the person versus hating the sin. See, this what this scripture alone is talking about is that 
I should have such a such a love for you, such an unconditional love for you, that I see past what you're doing and love you as a person. Because at the end of the day, love covers a multitude of sin. Love covers. So no matter what you do, love covers, right? Because at the end of the day, God loves us, right? And God gives us unconditional love on the daily. So if we're saying we're a part of his church and we're we're believers of him and we, we're, we're living for him and our lifestyle matches up with his word and we're not showing love that covers sin, we're really not representing what God is all about. God is all about, one, adding some flavor to the world, two, being a light, three, being unified as one, even though we're many members, but one body, and number four, unconditional love, that love that surpasses through anything, that love that doesn't criticize, that love that doesn't criticize um, and, and doesn't have a limit on, on how they're going to love you. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, right, this this series, I'm telling you, how do you feel about the church is going to open some eyes. It's going to really bring some light on a lot of things. I know, especially for me, just this week alone and just the last couple of weeks um, leading up to this first week of this series, um, God is showing me some areas in my life that I have to do better in. These three points alone, being the salt and light, being uh, unified and showing unconditional love are some key areas that I have to work on in my life. Am I am I the best at them? No. Am I, am I just not doing it at all? No. But I can do better because at the end of the day, what we strive to do every single day is do better than the day before. Every day we should be pushing ourselves to do better, finding areas in our lives where we didn't do so good, where we were weak at, and turning those weaknesses into strengths. So this 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 series is going to show a lot of transparency. This series is going to be cutthroat, honest, and straight to the point. There's not going to be no no filters, no cut this out, cut this out. No, 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 no. We're getting straight to the nitty gritty. And people, I believe in my heart wholeheartedly that people will be changed because of this. And God is truly going to have his way. And that is my goal. At the end of the day, I want God to move mightily in people's lives. I want God to move on behalf of every person that I speak to, every person that I encounter. I want God to move on their behalf. I want God to open up doors and bless those that I encounter, bless those that I don't even encounter. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the mindset we should be having as believers in the church. We should be setting the standard, setting the, setting the tone for people. Oftentimes people say, in the church, we talk about, oh, the world is in shambles. There's all this going on, blah, blah, blah. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, at the end of the day, how can we expect the world to be aligned perfectly with no issues and no problems when the, when the church isn't even aligned how it should be to the word of God? That's just real. So we got to hold ourselves accountable first. And this series, I'm telling you, God is going to do some things. He's going to expose some things. And hey, at the end of the day, you may not like what's being said. You may not feel or agree with what's being said. You may feel convicted. You may feel guilty. Hey, just take your feet out the aisle and do better. Know better, do better. So I'm excited. Next week, we're kicking off the very first part. Um, This week was our little 
understanding on why we're doing the series and the purpose behind it. But next week is week one, part one, and it is going to be amazing. So y'all continue to tap in with Chats with Preacher Boy. Continue to get your people involved. Spread the word all over every social media platform. I need you to have everybody tapping in. Tell them to follow at uh, Chats with Preacher Boy on Instagram. Chats with Preacher Boy on Facebook. And tap in. Turn on your notifications. Do what you gotta do. Because God is finna do some things. And I'm excited. I'm excited for the people that we're gonna have on this series. It's truly going to be an eye-opener, and I, and I want to learn something. I want to learn something that I didn't know before that was causing me to, to be weak in certain areas of my, of my walk and how I could do better to truly win people to Christ. That's, that's my goal. So I want you to know that I love you, but more importantly, like I always say, God loves you more. Y'all be blessed. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. Make sure you decompress and take the time to reflect and see how you can do better and be better on next week. Y'all be blessed. Preach well.